What's going on, my friends? Hey, I want to ask you a question. Are you tired of finding yourself in the same situation year after year? Do you feel stuck and not sure what step to take next? Are you tired of feeling hopeless and frustrated? Are you ready to break free from what holds you back? And are you ready to gain the tools you need to experience a breakthrough? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. Welcome to this podcast, Thriving in Recovery with Christine H. Moore. In this podcast, we talk about all things addiction, recovery, spirituality, wellness, nutrition, exercise, pretty much everything that will help you to thrive in every single area of your life. And of course, this show is not possible without your support. So make sure you give this podcast a follow, like, comment, and share this out. Let's jump into this week's episode. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the benefits of exercise for recovery and sobriety. Now, I know some of you shudder when you hear the word exercise, but I promise today I'm going to uh, just shed light on the benefits of exercise that... uh, will help you in your recovery and also ways that it can help prevent the vicious cycle of relapse. So do not worry, my friend, if you hate exercise and you don't even like to hear the word, I promise you this podcast today is going to be so beneficial and I promise it's going to leave you feeling inspired and possibly ready to go out and create an exercise routine that's going to work for you specifically. So I just want to start off by saying this, the power of following a regular exercise routine to help maintain sobriety is most often underestimated. When paired with other types of treatment, counseling, going to recovery meetings, sponsors, recovery coaches, and other forms of treatment, exercise really, really can prevent relapse by providing a reliable routine, filling in spare time, managing your mental health, and also inspiring higher self-esteem. And I know so many of you have said that the word exercise just sounds so daunting, but it honestly doesn't take much movement to start seeing the benefits of getting active on a routine basis. So how does exercise affect your mind and your body? When you're recovering from substance use disorder, Exercise is beneficial for both your body and your mind. Physical and mental health are more connected than we'll ever realize. And exercising gives us the valuable opportunity to improve both at the same time. 
So let's go in and talk about the physical health benefits. And before we dive into it, I definitely want to mention this. I remember in all the detox centers and rehabs that that I had gone to over the years, there was always um, a gymnasium or some place where you could exercise or there was trails outside that we could walk on because it's so vital to get the blood moving and to get, you know, those natural feel-good hormones, the dopamine, the serotonin, all of that definitely helps to heal quickly and to be able to manage any type of withdrawals. So physical activity, it can help you maintain, number one, a healthy weight and strengthen your bones and muscles. Exercise is particularly helpful because weight struggles are commonly connected with substance use recovery, especially for those who quit smoking and experience an increase of appetite due to a nicotine replacement. I mean, how many of you, I just, I know for myself as well, when I quit Uh, taking my drug of choice, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was go and eat chocolate or eat sugar, because I, I just needed something to feel good. So the physical health benefits of exercise extend beyond weight management as well. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, getting active for at least 150 minutes per week can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, some types of cancers, and other chronic diseases. Regular exercise can also increase the brain's amount of new nerve connections, which helps the brain's healing process from the harmful physiological effects of frequent substance use. So that right there is just alone the physical health benefits. Now let's talk about the mental health benefits of exercise. So in addition to physical health perks, regular exercise offers many psychological benefits. When you engage in physical activity, your body releases chemicals called endorphins. We love our endorphins. Endorphins interact with your brain's receptors to decrease your perception of pain, much like morphine does. The natural activation of these receptors through exercise does not lead to addiction or dependence. So this process can result in positive feelings of euphoria and optimism after each workout. You know, you've heard of the runner's high, or I've never personally experienced that myself, but I have felt that type of runner's high after, you know, a really good workout or a run out or hike outside. It just feels so good afterwards. And so forming good mental health habits is especially important for those in recovery because mental health disorders like depression and anxiety, they often co-occur with addiction. Exercise during recovery can be a key component in improving mental health and 
generating a more energized outlook on life. Other mental health benefits of exercise include sharper thinking, learning, and judgment skills. So how does exercise help recovery from addiction? So point one, number one, exercise curbs cravings. I know for myself personally, when I've had uh, a trigger or a moment where I just, you know, feel a craving coming on and I'll just go for a walk outside, get some fresh air, that for me personally has helped tremendously. But, um, you know, research has shown that regular exercise, it can lead to an increase of abstinent days or a a decrease for sure in substance use. And also, um, because working out, um, the way that it curbs your cravings, it, it moves blood through the heart quicker. Regular exercise can increase the amount of oxygen and nutrients flowing to your body's muscles. So this increase in nourishment causes the body to grow stronger and have a greater capacity to release energy throughout the day. And these higher energy levels then make daily tasks easier and often boost the ability to resist the urge to use drugs. And also when paired with regular cognitive behavioral therapy, exercise is an especially effective method for helping people quit smoking. By, me- by meeting psychological and physiological needs that a nicotine replacement does not. So for these reasons, many former smokers take up exercise to help them quit. And the second point, exercise provides structure and routine. So part of what makes regular exercise so powerful for curbing cravings is following a set routine. So signing up for exercise classes or planning a workout regimen provides a concrete routine for your day. Um, Joining a group class or telling someone else about your new exercise commitment will hold you accountable and encourage you to stick to your routine. So for me personally, I uh, absolutely love Orange Theory classes. I've tried so many different forms of exercise, but that's the one that I have been doing for the past year or so. And what I like about it is that I could go on the app and I can, you know, I can schedule my uh, workouts for, for the whole week. And it definitely holds me accountable because I can't just quit or cancel last minute because it will charge me. So that way it gives me more motivation to stick to it. Even though if I wake up and I don't feel like going, I need to go anyways. And uh, so having a workout routine, it, it really helps structure your day and your week by setting exercise sessions for a certain time. So for example, early morning workouts can minimize the temptation to stay up late or drink the night before. 
exercising after work can serve as an excuse to skip happy hours. And following a daily structure tailored to typical moments of weakness can make it easier to stay on track. All right, let's move on to point number three. Exercise fills your time and your thoughts. So many people find they have a lot of free time on their hands once they begin the recovery process because they're no longer spending their time thinking about acquiring or using a substance. Oh my gosh, was it a second job for me? Holy smoke. So once I got into recovery, I found out I had a lot of free time. And this free time can prove to be a blessing or a curse, depending on how it is used. So exercise is a great outlet for this extra time and it can take up several hours of the week. So it generally is good to keep yourself busy during addiction recovery, especially in the beginning phases. So following a regular exercise routine, it takes away the need to make split decisions about what to do with your spare time throughout the day, which is often when poor choices are made. I mean, that goes for anybody, you know, when when we have that free idle time, it's so easy to make poor decisions. And so having an exercise goal can also help distract from cravings and redirect thoughts towards something more constructive. So for example, Training for a half marathon involves more than simply showing up on race day, right? It's the months leading up to it will be filled with choosing a progression path, planning, pacing, setting goal times, and running practice road races. All right, moving on to number four, exercise. Oh my goodness. Exercise relieves stress. This is so true. Reducing stress is essential for anyone recovering from substance use disorder because withdrawing from drugs or alcohol, wow, can that be stressful? Exercise directly affects the part of the brain that controls stress and anxiety. Both low-intensity and high-intensity forms of exercise are shown to reduce stress, help individuals become more aware of their mental state, and grant mental relief. So, so true. I can't tell you how many times after doing a yoga session, I just, the stress, the level of anxiety decreases immensely. So physical activity also allows people to focus on the movement of their body rather than stressors, and it stimulates hormones that reduce pain. Regular exercise helps balance the body's stress hormone levels by managing adrenaline. Adrenaline is an important stress hormone for fight or flight responses, but too much of it can damage your overall health. 
So increasing the heart rate through exercise also triggers the release of serotonin. Oh, how do I love serotonin? It it releases serotonin, which is an anti-stress hormone that improves your sense of well-being. Exercising to alleviate stress is healthier for those who are recovering instead of turning to a substance, overeating, or lashing out at others. Different types of physical activity from cycling to meditation can result in increased levels of natural stress relievers. So there is a therapeutic exercise for everyone. Okay. Number five, exercise, it boosts your mood. Along with serotonin, exercise releases endorphins and dopamine, which play a large role in regulating our moods. Mood swings are often a challenge for those going through the withdrawal or recovery process as the body readjusts to functioning without drugs or alcohol. And regular exercise can help even out these highs and the lows by positively affecting your mood. And as little as 30 minutes of exercise each day is enough to positively impact your mood. So exercise naturally triggers dopamine, which is the happiness hormone, which is why that post-workout euphoric feeling is often described, again, as the runner's high. So instead of relying on a harmful substance, exercise is a great way to get that rush of happiness and energize your outlook on life. People also tend to feel better about themselves after handling stress well, as opposed to turning back to bad habits. I mean, I remember, you know, when back when I was in my active addiction and I would have those days where I had a choice to make, was I going to go and use and numb out or was I going to go and move my body and exercise and There were days where I decided to not exercise. And let me tell you, afterwards, you know, after going and popping a few pills, it just, it, it made, it made it even harder to get that, to just get that feeling of, um, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? It, the motivation it just really affected the the motivation and it it made it harder to get motivated to to work out rather than going back to the old habits of using all right so let's move on to number 6 exercise improves your self image so whether your goal is to lose weight or gain more muscle exercise can help reinforce the positive body image and raise self-esteem. So in general, taking good care of your body, it boosts that self-confidence and it makes you feel better about yourself. And we are more likely to not 
um, to not abuse drugs or alcohol when our self-esteem is higher. And so accomplishing a fitness goal can also increase confidence and reinforce the idea that you are capable of doing hard things. So this idea is especially important for those on the road to recovery who battle cravings daily. One study found that seeing the encouraging results of regular exercise can have a positive effect on former substance users' overall motivation to change behavior. And I don't know about you, but just talking about this, I just already want to go and get my my shoes on and go for a walk outside. Um, okay, so we have just a few, a uh, couple more tips. So the number seven, exercise with others develops healthy relationships. So signing up for a group exercise class at the local gym is a great way to meet people in a sober environment. So meeting new friends in the beginning stages of recovery, it can be a challenge. I know it was for me because I am a natural introvert and very, very shy. But by participating in a group class or recreational sports leagues can introduce you to other people with common interest. So whether it be from winning the league championship together or mutual suffering, sports and exercise just tend to bring people together and strengthen bonds. And that's why I love going to Orange Theory so much is it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's just a, it's a group class and everyone's super motivating and, and excited to be there. And I've, I've definitely have, um, met some amazing people by, um, being involved with that. So, and, and it's also an incredible workout. Um, okay. So the last one I want to go over is exercise helps you sleep, sleep. It's a beautiful thing, right? Sleep is an important component of recovery because without the proper amount of rest, we're, we're unable to function at our highest level or make the best choices for ourselves. And I know this for myself. Oh my goodness, I used to struggle with sleep. So fatigue is often a result of poor sleep quality and it can lead to relapse. And that for sure, I know was so true for myself. Um, Although sound sleep is crucial for those who are recovering, people in the earlier phases of recovery tend to have difficulty sleeping through the night due to withdrawal. And boy, was that a toughie for me because actually my drug of choice was a sleeping pill. And so when I was not able to take those anymore, it was very difficult in the beginning. So regular exercise can help you overcome sleeplessness by stimulating the recuperative processes that rebuild strength and restore health during sleep. And in fact, research has found that performing at least 150 minutes of moderate to intense physical activity each week can enhance sleep quality up to 65%. Hello. 
Also, exercising for a short amount of time before going to bed causes your body to cool at a faster rate, which makes it easier to fall asleep. And I know for myself, I have definitely practiced some yoga um, before going to bed that has really helped to relax me um, for sure and, and has really helped me to have a better night's rest. All right, so let's talk about this. I know a lot of you, when you hear the word exercise, you just dread that word and it just sounds so overwhelming and some people are just like, don't even know where to start, but let's talk about that. So there's many forms of exercise accessible for a variety of experience levels. So when choosing your exercise method, Keep in mind that low impact or low intensity does not mean less effective, okay? So in fact, even walking for 30 minutes per day, that's enough to bring the health benefits. It doesn't have to be an Orange Theory class. It doesn't have to be going to the gym for hours on end. It can simply just be walking and walking is, is free. (laughs) It doesn't cost anything and it's easy. I mean, you know, you can definitely walk faster and make it harder or climb, walk hills and make it more challenging. But just, just walking is so, so beneficial. You might have to try several different activities before finding the one that's best for you. So just experiment with different workouts. You'll figure out what aspects of exercise you enjoy most and which form is right for you. So getting started can be the most difficult step in any fitness journey, but experimenting with different exercises, it can be fun And I promise you will be surprised how quickly your fitness improves. So lastly, let's just talk about some some popular forms of exercise just to kind of get get the brain thinking about, you know, some things, some different things to try, you know, and also if you have a an exercise regimen that you like, it's also good to mix it up because our bodies can get used to doing the same thing and uh, we'll find that we'll hit a plateau. And so it's, it's, it's good to be able to incorporate different types of exercise to help you break through that plateau so that you can continue seeing results. So here's just a, a, a few examples. There's hiking. I personally love hiking. I love being outdoors. Um, I, I just love being in nature and it's, it's just such a good form of exercise, but you can literally overcome mountains by hiking. Talk about a self-confidence boost. Just simply being out in nature is enough to kickstart positive mental health effects and hiking through trails gives you the added benefits of exercise. It's, that's probably, I would say my number one favorite form of exercise, uh, running, running regularly is the perfect way to develop self self discipline, burn off stress and achieve personal goals. 
while running alone offers the chance to sort through your thoughts or listen to music, running with others is a great way to get to know people and plug into the running community. I remember back in my late 20s, I remember that I... I wanted to start running and I actually joined a running group and I really, really enjoyed it. I definitely, um, you know, just loved having that community. Um, but I also, you know, at times I love to just put my headphones on and listen to music or a podcast while I go for a jog or a walk, uh, swimming, swimming is amazing for people who have problems with joint pain. It's, it's a low impact cardio. Swimming is perfect for anyone with sensitive joints or a history of injury. The coolness of the water can also relieve the tension, the soreness and aches that sometimes come with, with withdrawal. It's a wonderful, wonderful form of exercise, especially, um, you know, during the early part of your recovery when you're experiencing um, any type of withdrawals. It's just such a wonderful way of getting the movement in and, and just being able to cope with, with any type of withdrawals. Uh, cycling. Whether you sign up for a group spin class or take your bike out to the trails, cycling is another form of exercise that will get the blood flowing while being easy on the joints. Um, I definitely want to pick up more cycling. I just need to invest in a really good bike, but I would love to do that. Uh, one of my favorite forms of exercise is yoga. Yoga trains the mind along with your body. So practicing yoga can improve self-awareness and mindfulness. It reduces stress and it decreases pain. Routine yoga can even help those in recovery to cut cravings and better their mental health. I know yoga has done wonders for my mental health. It has helped with anxiety and depression. I mean, there's so many benefits to yoga. Uh, let's see, CrossFit. For those looking for something a bit more high speed, CrossFit is an intensive fitness program that incorporates various strength building exercises, teamwork, and healthy nutrition. These ingredients made CrossFit perfect for increasing participants' self-esteem and happiness. I remember for a while there, I was taking CrossFit classes, and it definitely uh, was very challenging. But I, again, I loved, I loved uh, exercising as a group and just being part of that community. It was definitely uh, very, very difficult, but ch and challenging, but also lots of fun. And then, of course, there's team sports, joining a community basketball, soccer, volleyball, tennis team offers you the benefits of exercise and social connections, which, you know, the opposite of addiction is connections. So being part of a team sport is huge, having that social connection. You can establish healthy habits along with strong relationships by signing up for a local team. 
And lastly, just some other ideas to throw your way. Um, there's lifting weights, boxing, surfing, skiing, snowboarding, dance, martial arts, rock climbing. The, the options really are endless and no type of exercise is necessarily better than the others. So choose whichever activity best suits your interest, abilities, and motivation. And then last, my friend, it's time to get moving. You can do this. I promise. It just starts with just, just like in recovery, it starts with one step at a time, one day at a time. And you know, it it can literally just start with going for a 10 minute walk outside, or it can start with just dancing to music in your kitchen. I mean, it can be something so simple, but the important thing is just to start. And then, you know, like, I'm recording this the week of Thanksgiving, and of course, I got a little off track with my workout regimen for the week, but it's okay. I'm giving myself grace, and I know that I'm going to get back on track. So that's the important part is just do whatever you need to do to get inspired, get motivated, and I promise you once you make the decision to to start working out and to get moving then the motivation will come it's it's very difficult to get motivated to get started but once you push through the feelings of you don't feel like doing it and you push through it you make the decision and you go and get your workout in and you feel better afterwards then that is when the inspiration and the motivation will come more naturally. All right, my friends. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope that these tips helped you to inspire you and get you motivated to move your body. And I promise you this is going to help take you and your recovery, your health, your life to the next level and help you thrive in every single area of your life. And of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out, christinehmore.com. And I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day. God bless. Hello, my friends. I just want you to know I am so grateful for all of you and your support. Make sure that you go to my website, christinehmore.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter so you don't miss any exciting news that is coming out. And also make sure you download the free affirmations that I personally speak over my life every single day. That is my free gift to you because it has been such a blessing to me and I definitely want to share it with you. So make sure you do that. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions at all. Again, christinehmore.com. Love you guys and God bless.